we are recording now. Uh, this is the What's ED podcast recorded live with Listening Party inside Canal Street Market. We are presented in partnership with Listening Party. Follow the crew on Instagram at Listening Party Presents and at Canal Street Market. Follow me at Brian L. Yang on Instagram, Brian Yang on Twitter. My co-host Ariel Lieti at Ariel underscore comedy on the internet everywhere. And our wonderful guest, Annual Bowls. Where can we follow you? What are your plugs? Just at Anya Volts anywhere. <laughs> anywhere <laughs> and everywhere. Um, we're, we're back. I'm back from... Mm. <laughs> oh, wow. You feel some type mm-hmm. of way. I'm back from Los Angeles. Oh. As I... Uh, got a little L.A. boy. <laughs> L.A. Brian. I was out there. It was fun. Nightmare. You were there recently, right? I was Anya? also there recently. It's the best. Uh... I, I, I get the vibe that Ariel doesn't like LA. <laughs> oh no, LA is fine. Okay. Just LA Brian is the person <laughs> oh, I'm probably. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> I created a, a whole new persona <laughs> while I was out That's there. That's what it it does that to it you. It does. It You're was like, immediate. Yeah. No, I mean it happened to me too. Yeah. Right? I I came back a little like I guess a month ago. Mm-hmm. I get I don't know how time passes. I think about a month ago I came back and I was only there for a week, but it took like Th- like three weeks to wear off like i'm yeah. only just now back to regular okay Anya. i'm still in that i i was just there a week ago i was yeah. there for a week and a half and yeah, yeah i still feel and then the weather here became warm so it's like so you, you got a prolonged no, yeah. no no but it's like i know what you mean like <laughs> yeah. it, it still feels like you're in la a little bit yes yeah because like, it was there uh, wasn't there isn't the stark contrast exactly. of like i'm back in this like chilly city because i left in mid-may and it was still like 40 degrees here. And then yeah. it was beautiful in LA, like 70 degrees the whole time. And I came back to New York because it was gone long enough. And became warm here. That's so kind now, of what happened to me. Because yeah. I left in April when it was still kind of like snowing here. Yes. And then I came back and it was like officially spring. It wasn't warm, warm, but it was like as warm as it was at night in LA. Yes. Because LA, it gets cold. It gets chilly. I just actually <laughs> want to know if you guys are done. Did you, like, are did we, you know that? Are we good? Did you know with that? This part During of the, the day, it's like in the 70s and it dips down oh, into yeah, the yeah. 50s. I know, I've heard. Yeah, yeah it gets I a little nippy heard. out yeah, there. Yeah, it's like that in Jersey too. So, like, whatever. <laughs> um, I haven't heard of this place. The same. It's the same. It's sunny there. We have trees. Jersey is technically out west. It's the wild, wild west. It's like you came in and tumbleweeds came with you. That is 100% true. Oh, my God. How dare but you. um the, the energy <laughs> out there is different the mm-hmm. food's different the transportation is <laughs> different so you just become a different person and you can also um well, it's like when i'll you tell go, you what yeah. it is i'm sorry to interrupt no, no, go, go, but go, go i'll hard. tell you what it is it's that so much media movies and tv shows are set in new york as it is so when we're here we have our experience reflected back at us so often that it's like whatever. I live in New York, and it, but then you go to L.A. and you're like, oh, there's an entire other place that has this exact. Like I watch movies and TV shows and listen to music about this place mm-hmm. also. Mm-hmm. So it's like it becomes just as big of a part of your identity when you're out there because yeah. you're like, oh, I've seen this. <laughs> but I feel like when I didn't live in either place, I was just like, just a visitor. Oh yeah, totally. Because I didn't have right now. I like live in a place where media and culture just tells me this is the only place that exists and then also yeah. la right okay. and so when you're in la you like kind of adopt that idea all over again in la you're like this is the only place that exists yeah we're taking the four or whatever i don't know but no you know, I, like, I totally get it and you are you also have that 
new kid in school thing when you're out there. Yeah, you're just like, I'm cool too. Yeah, and everyone's like, oh, you're from New York? And then everyone hangs out with you. In New York, we're all familiar with all the other comics. So, you know, like I feel like... like, LA comic shows. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) So you get the opposite of that. Yeah. And everyone wants to hang out with you. I mean, it's kind of the same thing from Jersey. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, totally. Everyone, You're like, oh, she's a Jersey comic. Yeah, like, everyone we loves respect Jersey that. Comics. We love, we respect. It's sunny there. Hoboken is awesome this time it's of year. Not, Ho- I mean, <laughs> oh, I I love going to Hoboken this yeah. time of year. Oh, the, oh the, my god, the just bros, the breeze up of the. If you're gonna yeah. go, you have to go you this time of year. That's anyway. Right. You're right. We should stop talking about. We'll, t- LA. we'll stop wow. talking. Have about. you all stopped listening? Hi. <laughs> um, I, as of today. I've decided there should be a new segment on this podcast. Oh, that's right. Let's get into it. And it's called What's Eating You? Which is the name of, of the, the podcast. podcast. Explain uh, what um, What's Eating You is going to really be. It's just like what's bothering you this week. Right. What What is eating you? So, I, Anya, I'm going to I'm gonna pose that to you. What's, what's fucking with you this week? Oh, my God. Wow. Really put me on the spot. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What's fucking with me this week? It oh, my God. anything. Get in there. Yeah. Well, what's so... Interesting about that question is that my day to day is just so much of me being like annoyed and upset. <laughs> yeah. But then when somebody asks me what the actual problem is, it's like hard to pinpoint. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, what's eating me? Um, you know, finances. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really, yes. really chipping Poor. away at the old soul. Yeah. 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 Um, but, you know, we're making it work. It's fine. Um uh, I like I'm perpetually a person that if I'm not in a relationship, I have like 500 like crushes okay. and like uh, and it's usually playful and fun. Light flex. That's what we on this podcast yeah, yeah. call a light flex. That a yes, light flex. that's a light flex. And she's just got five it. to six different people that she's no five to no, six hundred. Hundred. No, no, yeah, no. Yeah, crushes, yeah. crushes, crushes, crushes. Oh, so you're not, not touching people. these people. No, no, no. Oh, it's not. Resi- I'm literally just okay. talking about when I just like have a crush on somebody. Okay, okay. And it's like playful and fun, and I have those crushes. Even when I'm in a relationship. Sure. Okay. Sure, sure. But when I'm single, sometimes something will happen where it like starts as like a, just like a, oh, I like this person's fun and I have a crush on them. And usually I'm totally fine leaving it at that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But when you're single, there is a possibility. possibility. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So sometimes I just fully like invest my whole heart in somebody by accident mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. without any sign that yeah. they would be interested Is back in me. Is it that thing of you create like the whole relationship in yeah. your head? Yeah. Yes. Yes. And it starts like it starts in a healthy, like just cute, fun place where I'm just like, <laughs> this person's attractive. Right. They're funny. I just appreciate their presence in the world. Uh-huh. And then all of a sudden, like, my entire heart is invested yeah, in because this you've person. got the time wow. you've got the because time, i've got the time. But time so there's like a crush eating me right now okay. just really eating me what is eating, what is eating me <laughs> well i am being literally eaten alive i got bitten by a bug that's not a mosquito oh and shit like, look at my leg oh my god that it's is bad only my legs so it's not bed bugs um it looks like you went to like the jungle yeah i didn't i just went to work every day and now my ankles are eaten alive outside was this outside um no indoor 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 but it was at an old or at work at work okay i worked at an old country club and i'm blaming it on that yeah like they have carpet and like old um you know, tablecloth. Right. And I think that that's what happened. That's institutional me. racism. Yeah, actually, yes, up. that I had to serve was <laughs> it? whites as yeah. a yeah, <laughs> fucking thing. Yeah, that's, and then that's where get I'm at. Eaten alive. And then it's get eating eaten alive. you alive. Yeah. 
There is something to be said about that. I'm not there yet, but there is something to be said. Fuck, I don't know. So man. you're literally I'm literally like eating being you. eaten, and that's what I thought of when I thought of what's eating yeah. me. Yeah, because I'm being eaten. That fucking sucks. Yeah. How about you? That's it. Um, what's eating me? This is old, but um. It's new to me because I just watched the AOC documentary on Netflix. Oh, how was Oh, my God. It was so good. I loved it. I was emotional the whole time. Oh, I cried. And I super connected with her boyfriend because my wife is very (laughs) AOC, like driven and much more successful than I am. (laughs) And people came after him because they were like, he's a loser. He's ugly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, hey, I'm a loser and I'm ugly. I connect with this guy. And the best part. Was he did not really speak in the documentary? No, not at all. Which is like the perfect. That's amazing. Yeah, I was like, he's oh, perfect. He's just I like, love that. He's just like her champion. He, and yeah, leader. Oh, he's just the champion. He literally life, was just that. like. Yeah. I think he was like there when she was like preparing for the debate that was going to be live on um, New York One, and he was just like, he never said one word. He just sat there with her, and I was like, this guy's great. Why? Why did <laughs> people come him. after him? I yeah. understand. She's very attractive. And he's not, okay? He's not? But I, I really feel later. personally attacked when... I, <laughs> look, loser dudes who don't say a lot, sometimes, you know, we are the perfect match for very strong yeah, women. I love that. You I know? Really just don't say shit. I just... I'm a, I keep the home, okay? Yeah. I do my podcast. Do your work. <laughs> I do my comedy <laughs> at night, that's okay? And then, and then when my wife needs stuff, I'm there, okay? Oh, that's so lovely. Yeah. I'm so it. it really... I don't... I know when it's an attractive person, they're like, she should also be with a powerful, attractive no, person. No, 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 right? no. That's, but I, that, have you met attractive men? That's how I felt like <laughs> they're bad. They're the worst. What the Twitter sphere was going for, because mm. they just they really roasted the guy, mm. you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and he mm-hmm. was like a grungy, like Brooklyn-y white dude with a beard. Oh, he's the white dude with the beard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. You didn't say that. A you didn't beard. tell me that. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, he keeps his mouth shut. It's fine. It was dope. Yeah, I loved it. He it's never fun. once was like, "Oh, babe, maybe you should do this." He literally. Oh no, he was just <laughs> yeah. so there for her. Yeah, I was like perfect ally, silent, silent. just there. Exactly. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. No, I get. Always I like. I'll her. watch her like Instagram lives when she's cooking and talking policy. God, I love it so much. <laughs> so good. But um, there was one where she. Uh, was talking like somebody one of the questions was like how do you balance your personal life with like your career right now and she's like very clearly like sighed and was like I don't and mm-hmm. I just I'm like uh oh trouble in paradise like I yeah. wonder oh. you know that can only in every movie about this kind of stuff right. there yeah. is the very supportive spouse who's like support only goes so far mm-hmm. after like because you just have to prioritize right. other things for so long that like I am worried because like, he is so good. Yeah. But you know, it, even he, like even the most supportive person has to be like, listen, you're, yeah, you haven't looked at me in weeks. Right. You need time and you need, yeah. uh, yeah. And she's so busy, uh, L- literally keep, saving the world. Saving right this now. country. She's exactly. Busy. <laughs> yeah. So um, then how do you guys feel about dating a civilian, someone who's not doing comedy um, or not doing Arts Wait, what things. does your wife do? She's a nurse. Okay. Yeah, and then she's going to. So this is like the type of person she is. She's a nurse. She got um, promoted to nursing director at the nonprofit she works for, which uh, specifically cares for uh, children with severe physical and mental disabilities in foster care. Right. Mm-hmm, <laughs> and then mm-hmm, I do comedy. Mm-hmm. And then now she's at Columbia trying to uh, work towards her PhD to become a nurse practitioner for um, female reproductive health. So she yeah. wants to work for Planned Parenthood or another organization like so that. 
So what is so she? So she's literally like putting her money where her mouth yes. is. Right. Yeah. Okay. She, interesting. Yeah. She, Good for her. Yeah. No, that sounds Love amazing. No, First of all, what's what's her name? Chelsea. Oh, Chelsea, doing she's the Lord's the, work. Yeah, she's she really the is. best. She's um, so smart. And how does she feel about your yeah, comedy? What does she tell she people? She loves. Do? So she just says I'm a comedian. Am I? <laughs> you are. No, you are. You are. The great thing. Yeah, about, you are. You are. <laughs> 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 uh, no, no, yeah, yeah. she is uh, a white person and the great so i've dated like you know asian people and um when that that's interesting because like you're there's uh so much shorthand and you understand each other's culture but there's also that other side of it where they don't really understand um like american culture and wants and needs so i'm very like 50 50 right. asian and american so me pursuing comedy to an Asian family would be like there's a lot you have to explain. You're that. kind of a loser. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But totally. her and her parents think it's the coolest because thing. it's like the American dream. Yeah, they're like, yeah. dude, that's awesome. You're yeah, doing yeah, yeah. like because yeah. they have like desires and they're like, oh, I wish I could have gone after my dream when I was yeah. your age, right? right? So they think it's really great. And then we got together. I was already doing comedy, and she knew it's what I wanted to Are do. Are you the uh, child of immigrants? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So how does your family feel about it? They, they gave me an ultimatum early on. Uh, so I flunked out of college and then dropped out of community college. <laughs> so they were like really, really glowing with pride. Yeah. <laughs> but They're the, like, we moved to this country so that you could do this exact they, thing. They literally fled the Viet Cong yeah. so I could tell jokes. So that you could yeah. drop out of community <laughs> college. Yes. <laughs> well, they played chicken with me. They were like, look, you're doing comedy. So I started comedy at 18, and they were like, you're doing comedy, and you're going to school part-time. Like, you got to pick one or the other. You're kind of fucking up at both. You're right. not – you have one foot in, one foot out on both things. So you either got to quit comedy or quit school. So I was like, I quit school? <laughs> and they were like, wait, 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 yeah, wait. Exactly. Like, wait. We were just playing. We were just playing. You did not understand the lesson <laughs> we were trying to <laughs> teach you here. So then I just quit school and got a, like a shitty – part-time job yeah. that i could sustain myself with because i was in sacramento which was you right. know you didn't have is that where you grew up yeah i grew up in, and started i'm like there. interviewing you i'm yeah. sorry but this it is, is interesting on your well, pod <laughs> thanks for having yeah. me i do accidentally do this on no every it's podcast. totally fine um, um but yeah so she's totally fine she loves it and she's friends with all the comedians and stuff yeah now. i that's mean great when we go home sometimes uh, she goes out before me and hangs out with all the comics, and I'm not even there. So that's how wow. close she's become. Oh, totally. Yeah. Really and cute. she's the type of person where everyone who meets her likes her more than they like me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm <laughs> to get her on the pod. That's, like, just that to is have something her. that I feel so. Well, okay. So here's just a little fun thing that uh, is nobody's fault in particular, okay. but it is a problem. Not, uh, not like a. We need to fix it. But a problem that I see is that a lot of male comedians are married with, like, lovely spouses. Mm. <laughs> and, like, almost no female comedians are married. That is yeah. true. Um, yes. And the the problem is that people, like, men are in general, like, threatened by women yeah. pursuing yeah. Yeah. careers like yeah. this. So it's not like you are at fault for being married. I just wanted to be clear. I wasn't, yeah, like, yeah. starting right. shit. But, yeah. um, but because of that, uh, I don't really get the opportunity to find out h- how I would feel about, like, somebody's husband like sure. a, a civilian quote-unquote husband mm-hmm. of a comedian but i know for a fact that i am obsessed with the wives of comedians yeah, they're oh, always yeah. good like every single comedian who's married his wife is incredible my wife yeah. is dope the, and the thing i think <laughs> is we're both uh independent 
So there are not weeks where we won't see each other. Like when I was in LA, we didn't see each other for two weeks. So. Yeah. And, and it's not like a huge problem. No, because she's going to school. I'm doing comedy and I, you know, travel oh, that's sometimes. So lovely. And we're both like driven by our goals. And we like, that's what's attractive to each totally. other. Totally. What's her sign? Um, She is. What's the double? The Gemini? She's, Gemini. Oh, wait, so her birthday is coming up. Yeah. June 3rd. Oh, yay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Happy birthday to her. Yes. I love Geminis. Yeah. We just entered Gemini season. Is it oh. season? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, so she's a Gemini. She gets not it. to date when we're recording this. Yeah, <laughs> at uh, some point, be, right. at some point, we enter Gemini season, right. and I was happy about it. it. Was soon. Um, oh, that's great. Aries and Gemini's are like very compatible. Yes, because she's very um, put together. And Ooh, I'm well, I wouldn't describe that as being a Gemini trait. Well, that might be one of her like that's not a, not put together, <laughs> but her like, trait. I, uh, <laughs> there, so there's very much like the aspect of like. One person being a dreamer and the other being yes. more pragmatic. And she's yeah. the pragmatic mm-hmm. one and I'm the dreamer. And then I think that works well. Well, with air signs and fire signs in general, there's this thing where we both have problem. We both, for different reasons, have problems with follow through. We like mm-hmm. both have uh, big aspirations and ideas mm-hmm. and for different reasons have a really hard time executing them. And we like tend to help each other because Aries are very impulsive and just say like just do it don't think about it as much just go do it Mm -hmm. and so we can kind of motivate them to like not overthink it that's exactly right and then she is so meticulous yeah that she'll overthink something and it's like you're the smartest person you you can handle this yeah but it's just because she's so meticulous right she's a perfectionist too so that's like the thing then air signs make uh fire signs more um accountable because yes. we will like just do a thing but then never release it or never like <laughs> yeah, right. you know that's right me too it me will. too <laughs> so many of my projects are like that because yeah. i was so excited about it when mm-hmm. i thought of it aries love thinking of an idea uh, yes. and then immediately do it like because we don't overthink it no. we just do it immediately and then we get overwhelmed by all the work that's going to come with mm-hmm. like whatever the follow-up yes. to just making it is and then we just never show it to anybody or we never finish it oh my it's yeah. like i am a t- tiny white woman wow also or maybe <laughs> i really am all of the signs yeah all at once it's yeah me. no pisces has I'll a lot talk. of similar so i'm like i can't i can't speak as thoroughly to the pi- the intricacies of pisces because i'm not one but but Anyway, Everything you described, I'm like right there with you. But with Aries the- and Gemini. So I'm like so attracted to Geminis. Every time I meet a Gemini, I'm like just. The other thing is. Uh, floored. Yeah. We fight too. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, no, we don't. That's, that's like part of the. That's the thing. Part of the Aries. Part of the Aries and Gemini thing is we do not get along, yeah. but we're obsessed with each yeah, other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. But we like get along in the ways that it matters. Yeah. And we like. But day to day little stuff like there's just nothing we see eye to eye on. Totally. But. The way that uh, famous Gemini Connor Cregan uh, um, explained it to me is that the reason Gemini and Aries like are just so compatible is that Gemini is the air that fans Aries flame. Mm-hmm. Totally. And so we just like we bring out the best in each other. Right. Basically what that. It would seem difficult to also date a comedian, though. I mean, I have done yeah, it and it is. It's hard. It's weird. There are some things that I really miss about it, mm-hmm. but I've I've realized that I'm just I will uh, and I have been kind of replacing the things that I like about dating a comedian with just having like really much more solid friendships in comedy uh, yeah. because having your own experience reflected back at you with somebody that you're like very emotionally close with is very 
gratifying, mm-hmm. but it doesn't need to be from the person you're fucking. Right. Right. That's true. That's so true. I've just been like, I can just get this from my friends of like right. commiserating uh, about friends. like bad shows or like commiserating about like really wanting to get booked on something or, mm-hmm. you know, all the little things that, you know, day to day comedy stuff that uh, it is nice to kind of share in that. Um, I did for a while miss dating a comedian and kind of like sharing the shitty things together. Yeah, it's almost like when you, for me, like when you're dating an Asian person, and it's like, oh, there's like there's a shorthand stuff that like we said. don't have to explain. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. you just get which it. is nice, yeah. but then everything else. Yeah, yes, yeah. right, right, right. Yeah. You have all the same like neuroses. That's yeah, also... right, and it start it, it ends up being being a bubble that needs to burst. Mm-hmm. Right, um, so everything starts bleeding into itself. Right, and I I've also found the reason that it's more fulfilling to just have very close friendships and comedy rather than dating comedians is that the person you're dating you want that person to be rooting for you yes and when they're a comedian they might be rooting for you as much as they possibly can but like there's always going to be a weird competitive side to it and if your friends are feeling a little bit competitive with you it's like fine and kind of like fun it's like a healthy competition you can like shit on each other a little bit but then you're also like rooting for each other sincerely because it's not like you are the most important person in my life and like if you get this thing and i don't then that means that i'm like it with comedy with, with friendships in comedy it's like so much lighter yeah when you're dating a comedian, there's something really heavy about accomplishments and stuff. It is weird, like, if one, <sighs> like, clearly surpasses the other, because that happens It sometimes. happens all the time, and it's yeah. usually the one that was further behind when they started dating. Right, and then you see the so, jealousy. So a power the, dynamic shifts right. yeah. that neither of them know how to deal with. It's Yeah, and then <sighs> it's, it, and it's not even the couple, because the scene is so insular that that Everybody. other person gets... Everyone treats that other person differently. Yeah. And they're the celebrity and you're not. But then they also, everybody is like in on the fact that this is something going on in your relationship (laughs) too. They're like, oh, that must be like, I, yeah, it's weird. (laughs) It's weird. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, now I feel better. Thanks guys. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. It's, it's definitely better (laughs) to date somebody that's not a comic. Right. But the thing is, I don't regret dating. Like I had a great time dating the comics I've dated, but like my wife and I talk about like, if we ever got divorced, like who would you, um, be with next and i'm like it would probably be a comic because that's the only mm. people i meet I, no, what an interesting like, conversation yeah. to have yeah, with that's, your that's spouse weird. we uh I'm not necessarily weird i kind of like that actually in, <laughs> we, so we, we, we just finished two years of very intense couples therapy wow so it's this thing of like uh we're just completely honest with each other no but that's <laughs> yeah. lovely and we I, have I crazy really like conversations that. yeah I um, well because I'm like in the like the poly non monogamous community, but I'm not necessarily at all times poly or non monogamous. Mm-hmm. But there's just like a culture that comes yeah. with it, and what I find to be the thing the thing that keeps bringing me back to it is the fact that it encourages honesty in a way that mm-hmm. in general monogamous people tend to keep those kinds of thoughts to themselves. You're you are a white person, yeah, but for all <laughs> intents and purposes, yeah, yeah, yeah. But your um, name, sound- where are you going with this? <laughs> well, you're our first white guest. Oh, you are our first white you're guest. Oh my gosh, you guys, thank you. First white guest, but also ultimate ally. I made <laughs> the cut. Ultimate yeah. ally. It's true. Um, <laughs> is, is your name? It sounds like it's from Eastern Europe or. Um, well, so the name Anya is actually native to a lot of different cultures, like mm-hmm. independently of each other. So it is Russian. That's like most people know it as like a Russian, like Eastern European name. Mm-hmm. Um, but my family's from the Netherlands and Germany, and it's also a Dutch and German name. Ah, interesting. Um, it's also an Indian name. 
And it's also an Irish name. Whoa. <laughs> and most of them are spelled differently. But okay. I I have the Russian spelling because the Dutch and German spelling is A-N-J-A. Right. And my parents, even though um, they raised my brother in the Netherlands for a little while, by the time they had me, they like kind of could tell that they probably weren't going to be moving back in my lifetime. So they were like, if the majority of her life is going to be in America, let's throw a Y in there because people are going to just call so her they're, Anja. They're so, immigrants as well. From the Netherlands. My mom is. Your mom is. My, my dad is from America, but okay. moved to the Netherlands with her when they had my brother. Wow. Because they wanted, well, they wanted to be closer to her family. And then um, they wanted my brother to like speak both languages. Gotcha. Didn't care if I spoke both languages. <laughs> You're the second, so. right? Yeah. That's yeah. like all the, ex- I'm the oldest. So all the ex- expectations went on me. Yeah. And then my brother's like, he can do whatever he wants. Yeah. Like, You're the one. Well, no, my parents didn't even <laughs> attempt to teach me Dutch. Oh, really? Just Not like- even like, like a little bit. <laughs> As like a three-year-old, I remember being like, I think, isn't it supposed to be easier for me to learn it now? Yeah. And I was like, can you guys teach me? And so we would like for like a day, like a full day, only speak in Dutch. And then the next day they would forget. And like, you, and then like, yeah, and they just never committed to We're it. We're not trying anymore, man. And my dad Figure would always be like, well, I learned Dutch when I was 25. So you can learn it whenever. What? And I'm just like, well, you have a really thick American accent when you speak Dutch. Like, I want to just speak yeah. Dutch. Uh, right. yeah. But I do, I speak enough Dutch that I know that if I were to speak it fluently at any point, I wouldn't really have an accent. Okay. Because now, like, it's like... It See, is embedded in me enough. I could feel that you were one of the good white people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because you have immigrant well, yeah. genes in you. There's, she had something <laughs> yes. in her. Another <laughs> language, another culture. White. I could feel it. I knew something was good <laughs> think, about this. I think <laughs> there are a lot of contributing factors to why I will, in, in a few areas, make the cut of a, of a good white person. Right. I think I, um, I'm a shitty white person in a lot of, like, you know, there are just some inevitable ways that you're going to be a shitty dude or you're going to be yes. a shitty straight person you're gonna be a shitty white like there are just certain things that your privileges just make you accidentally shitty about but i will say that i think the fact that i had i had the immigrant quote-unquote kind of immigrant experience of having like a different like kind of a weird household that like smells a little different because of the food and like my mom has an accent and Mm -hmm. what's that about and my mom has like um, culturally some things that are off about her that I would have to explain to my friends otherness yeah 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 the otherness I think is what really contributes to like becoming a comedian because so much of it is like observing things that are like you're in it but you're also outside of it yeah and yeah and people just immediately are like you don't really belong here. And well, I think that's something like white white people don't get. No, no, no. Because well, they're like, they're we always belong. What yeah, I was exactly. about to say is that even though my dad isn't an immigrant, I think he's like third generation. Mm-hmm. Um, like immigrants are close enough in our lineage that like there is still some like immigrant stuff that has trickled down. Mm-hmm. Like we, we weren't here for like the revolutionary right, war. Right, right. You know what I mean? So we all know which family member came when. It's that it's, close. It's that close. Yeah. Right. yeah. But but it's still like his parents and he are American, Mm -hmm. but they grew up in Boston, super, super poor. And they grew up in Boston during integration. So you'd think that in Boston in the 60s, like, therefore, my dad would come from like a really racist household. But he actually just for whatever reason, we're lucky enough to have like the weirdest most progressive grandparents on that side so there was also this otherness of having like these very like my dad is at this point he's kind of been left in the dust but a very woke parent Mm -hmm. yeah um so i was always kind of like the the kid that uh, like knew about like 
systemic oppression <laughs> and stuff okay, in a way guys, that let's like talk about this right yeah. it was it was and it was literally just because like that was something that my family cared about before it was like cool to be woke uh, yeah in the fact funniest thing he re- was really othered for that <laughs> yeah. i remember my dad always hating the police right and when yeah. you're a little kid my dad too you uh you love the police as a kid oh you, i never oh did. so well i guess as <laughs> like, a boy because no, <laughs> like right way. In, in, um in movies the cops are always the good, the guys. good guys yeah and i remember my little brother and i was like no cops are cool they're the good guys and then like cut to 2015 yeah it's like oh dad was right the whole well, time yeah, my, the my whole dad time. my dad grew up in like the like really seedy part of boston sure, so yeah. whether you were white or black the cops didn't they would like fuck you, you up, yeah they yeah. would probably be less likely to kill you if you were white but they were not on your side like right, everybody right. was not it was like my, a very us versus my them dad thing. growing up as like the first, so he was the first person to come to America in our whole family. Mm-hmm. He came before his parents even, because uh, when the war happened, you were j- he was a student, so they were like, "You get to go, yeah. everyone's staying, and maybe they'll come later." So he yeah. didn't know if anyone was coming, and so he was always the only like Asian immigrant in an all white town. Oof. So he was like constantly getting pulled over by the police. That's so interesting. His whole life. So that I, d- just, I didn't even yeah. realize that that was uh, part of the like Asian yeah. experience. It's like, um, I've, obviously there are things that are different, but you always think of that as like, like driving while black. Yeah, totally. But there's also the thing of like, the Asians. Just being the only one. Yeah. So yeah. it's like close oh, enough. We don't have black people, so you're you'll be <laughs> the stand in. And do. also the stereotype of we're not good drivers. Sure. So yeah. Okay. Boom, and I boom. must be doing something yeah. wrong. He grew up in right. Iowa. Yeah. Like we'll figure <laughs> yeah. out what it was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Apple check out. Yeah. yeah. We will reverse engineer yeah. these charges. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but <laughs> I I clearly remember my dad like. Just is there a problem for officer? No reason. I don't know. You tell me. Yeah. We- <laughs> oh man, one time uh we got pulled over. My whole family was in the car and um my brother was like one crying and my dad had pulled into this he did something like didn't use his turn signal and pulled into a grocery store because my brother needed milk, you know, because he was a baby. And I remember this so vividly. The cop pulled him over and said, You didn't use your turn signal. My brother's crying, my dad just loses his shit. He just goes, just fucking shoot me. Fucking shoot me right now. I was like, this is wild. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, I will never forget this moment. Oh, my God. Yeah, my mom was freaking out. I was like, this is insane. And then because my brother was crying and he explained, like, we need the milk, they just let, let him go. And wow. it was a turn signal thing. Yeah. But I was like, holy shit, dude. Oh, my gosh. Please don't say fucking shoot me. Yeah. Yeah, no. We grew up with a very deep distrust for the police. Um, Love it. <laughs> <laughs> but but also not for like, I, you know, I think n- now that the police brutality stuff has become part of the bigger cultural conversation, mm-hmm. my dad can be like, yes, also that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he's like uh, definitely not uh, like, you know, he, he absolutely agrees with and believes that mm-hmm. experience. But I think he just uh, is some he's like kind of if libertarians weren't like the worst he's kind of a libertarian (laughs) and just like just let people live their fucking lives that's funny like (laughs) for a lot of white older white guys libertarian is as far left as they can go yeah because of their experience of being like 
the people what? that everything's made for. Yeah. So right. Like, well, what's why interesting can't you just is leave like, everyone alone. For my dad, libertarian is like as far right as he'll go. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. He was a Republican in the eighties. Okay. That, that meant a different thing at yeah. the time. Yeah. 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 But um. But yeah, like in my whole lifetime, he's been like a like he always votes blue. But mm-hmm. I, every time there is like libertarian discussion afoot he does chime in he's it like is. yeah the government needs to get out of <laughs> yeah. our, our lives and like needs to but that for that reason he's like very pro-choice and but all that stuff it's like, funny immigrants have that especially like um well, non- immigrants tend to be very republican for that yeah reason. non-latin yeah. or non-black immigrants asian specifically will be like they we get in and then we close the door behind us. Yeah. Well, yeah, you know, yeah. I think a lot of um, a lot of Latin immigrants do oh, that. Oh, that's as well. true. With, with, yeah. with being yeah, my Catholic, whole, my that's whole true. Dad's side of the family. I guess yeah. if you're Except for my dad, white passing like and Asians not being white passing, but always being like the lap dog to white people, mm-hmm. we love being like number two. Teacher's yeah. pet. Oh, well, so, do, yeah. <laughs> yeah. so do white Spanish people. So, yeah, exactly. White Spanish people. We will, will just stand forever. beside a white guy and be like, "Yep." Yeah, <laughs> you guys are fucking up. We're the good ones. It's like, no, Spanish you don't want to be that. <laughs> white Spanish people be like, yeah, us too, us right, too, because right. they think they're white. Yeah, we are uh, also. I was, awful. I was literally talking to my roommates about this last night. Both my roommates are like me. They're, like we're like the good white people. <laughs> who, we have interesting discussions about our privilege, and you know, like we're yeah. always like bringing up like oh, how we can do better. The be- these but are the com- my wife like hates being white, and it's the best. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm like you at this point, I've I've made peace with okay. it. <laughs> um, but like we do. we break down those like systems of uh just like intersectional political views like Mm -hmm. that and that was one thing that we were kind of not like debating but discussing in a from all angles last night was uh just the idea of being like a white progressive who's like desperately trying to open the borders Mm -hmm. and everybody that we are like dragging through the borders as best we can they are trying to shut the border yeah. behind yeah, yeah, them totally, totally. and it's just like wait but we're try- like we're we helped help. you we yeah. helped you in so that you could we could keep helping yeah. people and they're yeah. like no 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 shut it shut it shut. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like a very interesting like to be like so passionately fighting for somebody's rights who is then immediately going to be like all right but everyone after me no thank you like, close the <laughs> door <laughs> um actually i'm white now yeah. <laughs> which I, and like, you <laughs> obviously can't tell them how to feel no. because like it's so, such a complicated in my experience my family is really religious and uh, has always been very republican up until trump because he's the first republican that they could see outwardly be racist yeah he's not even hiding it yeah and specifically towards asian people like there have been republican presidents who like we're usually asians are usually a non-factor because there's not enough of us who vote to affect any political party so democrats and republicans both like don't really we're not a voting block so it, we don't matter <laughs> i think know? also i totally agree i also think that the reason that asians are not brought up in like the cultural discussion of race as much is because specifically in america there isn't as much of a like like intense history right. totally so they're like they're, we're just always talking about race of like white people and black people Tot- because and, there's yep. like so yeah. much right. there that it's kind of all we can think about totally and like like asians obviously there's been so much horrific racism mm-hmm. towards asians in america but it hasn't been like the like what this country was like built on totally yeah. so it's a lot harder to like bring it back into the discussion totally. especially if they're not voting yeah and then we don't vote and then <laughs> along those same lines like <laughs> just we're just trying to live. Black people <laughs> don't think we're minorities, and then white people also don't think we're minorities. Oh, so yeah. we're like this invisible middle mm-hmm. thing. But my family finally, after Trump got elected, and he's like, 
he was targeting like Asian immigrants to deport. It's like the first time this has ever happened in decades. And they're like, oh, we don't like this guy, actually. So I think like where you're saying the good white people opening borders, trying to get people here. It's not just good white. It's all a lot of people. people, But it's funny when with white people, we don't have the personal experience. We just know that we fundamentally like want that to be a right to come into America. But we don't have like the history of whatever. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) So in my personal experience with my family who are all refugees and immigrants, you just have to let them see themselves getting fucked over first and then they'll be like oh okay we're not the good minorities they hate us too yeah and then they have to figure that out on their own i think well also for that reason my mom is super politically active but um she's not an american citizen so she doesn't vote but she like donates like crazy to campaigns (laughs) and stuff but um she doesn't refer to herself as an immigrant for that reason because it's it wasn't like the immigrant experience right like she just was from another western country just like hopped on a plane and went to college here uh-huh. and like just like there was there, and like even though she has an accent and even though she's culturally very different and there's like a lot of if you personally get to know her you can be like oh there's something different about mm-hmm. you on the outside she's just a white woman in america right you assimilate to how you're viewed so yeah but yeah. also like just like just being from europe th- like culturally you don't look that different mm-hmm. even if you never changed your clothes or anything right. it's just like oh but that's still like so the way people look at you when you're from europe is like oh this is a right fun and fanciful yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah when you're from anywhere else it's, it's like, like oh it's like oh you're, you're a strain on our resources yeah and she and like that's something like my mom uh immediately just like married my dad mm-hmm. out of college and like he was the breadwinner for the majority of my life and so it's like in a lot of ways like she was just an immigrant who like came here and like was like a strain on American resources. <laughs> Literally giving nothing back. Yeah. Like, but like taking our men, right? Okay, taking the hardworking men of America. Um, and you know, and then they did. They opened their marriage. She took multiple men. Wow. <laughs> so, um, so you grew up with yeah, and that's really early on. This was not like I feel like yeah, yeah, now. Yeah um like that i was gonna say earlier that is the otherness that i really right. that, that i experienced and they were open like, with that like did people know like that's yeah. the poly couple in town yeah like uh my mom's boyfriend's family like uh. they they like they owned a business that if they if people found out that they had an open marriage it would be it would have been a thing that mm-hmm. they had to like address with their clients right. and sure. stuff and and it, they worked with children and people are so fucking weird about like yeah, yeah. like yeah. corrupting children right. yeah so um they ran a summer camp and i would go to, like stay there a lot of the time because mm-hmm. it's like my mom is there with her boyfriend sure. and like he's working at the summer camp and like his kids and his wife are all there and like i am in this family right. but according to everybody at the summer camp like me and my mom are like the family friends ah. it's like this is my this is my family yeah mm-hmm. like i spend my time with like my, like and I, we'd have to pretend we were cousins like me and my like uh. stepbrothers on that side mm-hmm. it's just like all this yeah, weirdness of like yeah. so so i like very much grew up with like uh a thing that i was always explaining to friends right, right. and like well because it's so Man, oh, I can't it was really believe, rough. I can't I didn't imagine know that growing up in the nineties. Grew up with polyamory in your life. Not until I was ten did okay. my parents come out to me. But um, but I always I knew something was <laughs> that going is on. very young though. Yeah, to figure out. Well, because I my parents have a rule that they they would never lie to us. That's so great. if they, if we asked them a question, they would answer honestly. And if we were like a little kid, and the honest answer is a little bit 
graphic, they would yeah. like find a way to make it palatable, but they would never right. lie. And so I asked my mom when I was 10 if my dad was the only person that she ever had sex with because I knew that they lost their virginities to each other. And it, it oh. dawned on me that oh. I was like, if you're like whatever she was at that time, like 42, I guess, right. like, oh, my God, you've only had sex with one person. And she was like, well, I guess now is the time to <laughs> tell you this because it was just like she knew she couldn't lie to me. But right. also I know how to do the math and be like, well, right. you and dad said you right. waited till marriage. Right. So uh-huh. how is the answer not just dad? So that's how I found out because I just was like digging around. Wow. Um, do you mom, think they would have told who you? Who are you fucking mom? I think they both were because my brother, I think knew my brother's eight years older than me. Oh, okay. So he was like 18 and he was like, he's like, yeah, I knew. He's like, dude, yeah. <laughs> he like knew, but also was like busy with his own life and right. didn't want right. to like know about it really. But, yeah, but I was still like being raised and sure. like so it was like a huge part of my life and um, that's around the time that she started seeing her current partner who she's still with. Mm-hmm. My parents are divorced now. They are still friends and what, whatever. Everyone's like oh they opened the marriage and then they got divorced and it's like people can just get divorced. Yeah, yeah. People, that's people are thing, not compatible regardless uh, sometimes. Like we learned too. It's like monogamous relationships are just as yeah. failure prone as polyamory. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The possibility, like, Possibilities it are just endless. makes it like... <laughs> There's so many different ways to, to, <laughs> to, to, fuck just like, to not work if out. If you're in a monogamous relationship, it is just like, they're cheating on you, right? And yeah. Then, yeah, so it's like this thing that people desire and it could end no matter what type of relationship yeah. you have. Yeah. So. With my parents, I think it was money related why they got divorced. That's I don't think it had anything to do with the people that they were is. seeing. Yeah. But so anyway... Yeah. My mom around that same time started seeing that guy who ended up be like he's the one that with the summer camp and the mm-hmm. kids and stuff. Mm-hmm. And those kids like they they ended up being like siblings to me. Right. So it she would have had like us being at each other's houses every weekend and like just spending all that time together. It was about time to tell me anyway because sure. we were starting to spend a lot of time with him and his family and I was like, "Oh cool, the people with the like wiffle ball or whatever right like i, I just them. yeah 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 i didn't even really think about Great why folks. we kept hanging out with them and then yeah, like, as a kid it's very like just like oh this is fun yeah I there guess, are two uh, kids that are my age right. I, like i didn't even really think about it but i i could tell that like if that were to go on as long as it did end up going on like eventually i'd be like why are we <laughs> yeah why are what's going on why are we sleeping over at these yeah. people's houses <laughs> every day <laughs> why so, is mom wearing his gym shirt yeah. in the morning every day yeah. so that, did that influence how you see relationships now is that why essentially you're polyamorous i or think so really? i think so i don't know it's it, it is complicated because i did i did grow up in vermont and like end up moving to burlington vermont which is this like very like free love ah. like everybody has a face tattoo <laughs> is yeah. it like is vermont's that area's vibe like hippie-ish that's like the is it ben and jerry's everywhere <laughs> yeah because like like there's a lot of there are a lot of like Birkenstocks okay people because you know how California has its own uh, stereotypes New York has its own stereotypes yeah like Vermont I would say that the me, Vermont stereotypes well you why don't you go for well it? I just having never been there yeah. it is very like oh Ben and Jerry's like granola we had gr- yeah, like yeah, yeah. people hike Birkenstocks white people with dreadlocks <laughs> two day jobs that I had in Vermont while I was doing comedy were um, at food co-ops <laughs> which is i like, can picture this that's this where where veganism infiltrated my <laughs> oh, personality yeah, let's, and stuff let's get into that the food part of the <laughs> um, three hours later <laughs> no, we're, so, we're fine love and no, I'm, yeah, kidding. We're I'm, kidding. Fine. I'm kidding i'm kidding um, i'm kidding i'm kidding we're, we're getting in like we like i said we, keep, we meander and this is oh, good no, stuff i've got enjoyed here. every this second of juicy, it juicy good stuff but so your mom your your mom is from another country what, what was like the stuff you grew up eating 
that she, did she do most of the cooking since your dad you said was working yeah she my mom did all the cooking my mom is an amazing cook awesome. oh my god it is like it's I guess that's also like I think it's unrelated to her being from the Netherlands, but it is something I've always related to my immigrant friends yeah, about. Moms is like can cook their that ass you off. just can never yep. ever beat your mom's cooking. 100%. And like my more like American like white bread fr- friends, their moms made like bad food. Did yeah. you ever yeah. have dinner at those people's houses, dude? My yeah. wife's like, like, bad huh, food. This is not my wife's family. <laughs> I don't uh, feel good. It's always just oh. like literally. Just like unseasoned chicken. Yeah, the yeah. first thing, <laughs> the first Thanksgiving at my wife's family's place. Oh, her, Thanksgiving! Her is, dad oh. was literally throwing away the dark meat. Oh my god! And I go, babe, 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 what's your dad doing? She goes, Give no me one, that trash no bag. one eats the dark what? meat. And I was like, I will eat all of the dark meat. I don't eat. All they ate was the breast. The oh my worst god, that part. is truly <laughs> yeah. heartbreaking. And I, was I, like, oh, I wow. got all the I got all the dark meat. My family. We eat everything, but we loved the dark yeah, meat. Yeah, the dark the meat The juiciest was, yeah, part. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then, you know, they grew up only eating Hamburger Helper and stuff yeah, yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hamburger Helper. So. Like, like, Chef Boyardee. Yes. <laughs> I just remember being like, wait, your family buys this? Uh-huh. Yeah. So when I go <laughs> when I go home, I cook for them, and they're like, oh, shit, food. <laughs> Everybody is I date is like. always blown away by uh-huh. my cooking. The fact that I even like to cook, uh-huh. first of all, is always like, what? Um, but also I'm like pretty good at it. I'm yeah. like, oh, well my mom cooked literally every single meal. Mm-hmm. Like my dad would come home for lunch. Like, wow. Yeah. Like dude, she was killing it. She cooked every single meal and like she cooked around us. She like yep. talked about cooking while I never remember her teaching me how to cook. I Same. just remember like knowing how to cook. I, I feel like I just absorbed. Yeah. It. yeah. Yeah. And she just, and she did that on purpose. She like apparently, like, and she's told me in retrospect, she's ah. like, I made, I made a point to always make sure we ate dinner really late. Like mm-hmm. a lot of white families apparently eat dinner <laughs> eat like really a early. 530. Yeah. yeah. I didn't like even, right, I didn't know that. Right. When the dad because, gets home, it's right. just like 530. When yeah. the kids get home from school, mm-hmm. they do their homework and when the dad gets home from work and the kids are done with homework, yep. you have your d- dinner at five thirty, yeah. And then everybody like watches like an episode of something, yeah. or, you know. And then like yeah. they all go to bed at like Good eight. Night. Yeah. <laughs> like I just remember like staying at a friend's house on a school night once because like my parents uh-huh. were out of town or whatever, and it was just like you guys are eating so it's early, so and we're, early. we're like going to bed when it's light out. <laughs> I was like, like, what is going? You're like wide awake. Yeah. <laughs> It's like backwards like world that we're living in. wide awake. You have cotton mouth because the yeah. food was so dry. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. Then they're, they're like, they drink like just Kool-Aid or like, you know, like some kind of like just Sunny mixed Delight. powder. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The powder. I was just like, yeah. what's going on? That's but, the fun thing with my wife having such a like a supremely like American white picket fence upbringing is like all the food I get to show her is like the first time she's having it. And it's like, wait, you've never had dim sum. You've never yeah. had, fun. it's like yeah. so fun. I get to be that people for pretty much everyone. I uh-huh. date too, regardless <laughs> yeah. of their like ethnicity. Uh-huh. I just am a person who's like eaten a lot more types of yeah. food. So I love like, just like blowing people's mind with like, you've never had this type of like curry or something. Right. And, and my best memories from childhood are like, the family hanging out in the kitchen yeah no it's my like, family and the too smell and the just the smell oh my god the, just yeah. the smell of onions just hitting yeah heat. Olive oil oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah doesn't yeah. it just oh, take it just, you right back it to takes like, you right oh. back right right and like i i mentioned that at one point to a friend of mine i'm like oh there's something with this smell of like when onions like first just hit oil and heat mm-hmm. is like just takes me to my childhood like so hard and she's like oh we never really like ate onions <laughs> and i was like what? 
But onions are an ev- like, like, yeah. they're like, like the first ingredient of everything. Yeah. Every single thing you eat, you should have onions in it. She's like, no. I was like, what are you talking about? I, I was like blown away. Yeah, it's so, no, it's so interesting. Like my wife, uh, they never really knew salt. Yeah. Anything? Oh my god, what? my dad's wife. My dad's <laughs> wife. Okay, so my dad is like salt. My, my dad is salt. a food lover, but not that great of a cook himself. Right. But he's not a bad cook. But like having my mom, yeah, as a, she blows him out of the yeah, water. And, yeah, and and we're all aware of it. Uh-huh. But he's like a food lover to the degree where I think my brother and I would have never truly appreciated how much my mom was giving us by being so good at cooking. If it weren't for my dad, there was a joke in the family, every single meal, he would say, Oh my God, this is the best meal (laughs) I've ever had. And he would forget that like we make fun of him for saying that. Like he's not, it was not playing into it. Yeah. He would just say that every, (laughs) every single meal because it truly like, she's an amazing cook and you are transported every time. What is her special? Like top three. Um, well, real quick before I was just going to say my dad's wife now has like this rule that like she's already seasoned it. So like you can't, so you can't you well, can't go from like supreme chef to like a Don't down touch my shit. She is a good cook by the okay, way, but okay. like, but she like doesn't want you to season. You can't if, she, salt? if she's cooked something for you. Yeah. Not to put salt. Or pep- like it's a faux pas in her mind. Cause wow. she's like cooked it a certain way. Mm. And like, my dad being the person who just like loves eating so much yeah. for him. I can just tell, like, I think at na- <laughs> this point it's just like an agree to disagree situation. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to put salt and pepper on that. Yeah. I'm going to. Right. And like when I'm there, I'm like, I'm going to put like salt, pepper, hot sauce, like barbecue yes. sauce. I'm going to like, yeah. I'm going to dress up this meal. Right, I'm going right, to enjoy right. myself. Um, yeah. But it's just like, it was such a like stark contrast because my mom huh. is like the type of cook where she just, she like intuitively is just like feeling things and right. like if you as the consumer are now like oh this would be great with some salt on it like that's part of the process exactly in right. right um and then my my, my stepmom is much more like i followed the recipe and it said um, this so don't add. and she is a she's a good cook okay. but it's like it, it's a very I different it's a like, very in yeah. my opinion a very american way yes yeah, so immigrant yeah. cooking i don't ever remember my mom ever following a recipe no Everything my mom never followed follow. a recipe. she learned from my grandma yeah and she kind of just remembered and then i remember the first time i moved out on my own I didn't know how to cook, but I could like kind of remember like, I think she needs this. I think she, and then just approximate as you taste. I literally just, I've known from the get go that the rule is you just start with frying onions and you just add the things as, as it And then taste. And then it's like, Oh, it's there. Yeah. 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 And, and my mom, so my mom's like specialties. So a quick, quick quick little aside. (laughs) Um, this is always such a like weird, like this really throws a wrench in everybody's idea of pretty much everything about me but my my uh family um was the like my grandfather was the president of the transcendental meditation movement to the west so he met maharishi uh in in india in the 60s everything is coming into focus yeah (laughs) you're like i know it's so crazy so like in like i think the 60s or late 60s late 60s late 60s early 70s my grandfather went and like he's like i'm gonna go to india and i'm gonna learn about myself or whatever and he met maharishi and they like really connected i know this is wild i know and maharishi moved to the netherlands and spent the rest of his life there because of your grandfather yeah wow yeah 
I think among a couple other people, sure. but um, but my grandfather was the president of the movement. There's like an ashram that's still there in the Netherlands that Yo. my family lives on. That is and my wild. mom and my parents met through transcendental meditation. <laughs> okay, it's now like everything. It's makes like sense. a f- yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. And I'm so only laughing because I think I was in this cult. So just carry on. <laughs> like, I think, and I think Brian knows that. So it's fine. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> carry did, on. What do you mean? Um, no, I was like in a cult for yeah, a little yeah, while. Yeah. So. And I told Brian that. But was and he it? Was at it me. TM? No, it wasn't that. But it was like a, we, there was that was involved. TM was. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, cause so TM because TM is also a cult. Yeah. <laughs> on its own. <laughs> okay. I wasn't in that one, but, but I was Ariel's in one. very susceptible to the. No. Yeah. So I'm, I'm so my, like, my mom for a while that was like kind of a, a, a when my parents left TM because of a plethora of reasons mm-hmm. and one of which being like they were like oh this is like a profit motivated cult that yeah. we're in mm-hmm. um, even though my mom was raised in it because her her dad like discovered it and like brought it to the netherlands and and the west in general um when she was like 10 so Mm -hmm. for the like majority of her life it was like a huge part of my dad found it in his adulthood and then they met and like Uh. whatever but um as adults and as like parents of a child they had my brother at the time they were like oh this is like not vibing with us as much (laughs) now that we're like seeing the business side of things because my dad was working for the the movement like that was his job there and like there's just like then my grandfather, the guy who fucking brought it there and is was the president of the movement, left also. Like, oh, okay. but my grandmother and my aunt stayed. My uh, uncle left, and so there's like it's kind of a weird, it's like a touchy subject in the family. Sure. Um, we're like, I don't know. My I feel like my Oma, my mom's mom, is like kind of like the Catholic grandmother, but with TM, where she's like <laughs> trying to like save my brothers and my yeah. soul <laughs> and like. It's like it's always been a weird thing. But so it all is like that, a religious aspect. Well, because it, rather than that, that was probably the air conditioner. Oh, okay, thing. okay, yeah. That is TM. There's my grandfather now. <laughs> my, my grandfather's like blasphemy. <laughs> 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 um, but <laughs> we're all going to TM <laughs> hell. Yeah. Well, so rather than heaven and hell, it's kind of more of a enlightened or not enlightened uh, okay. situation. We're not and, enlightened. enlightened, right? So yeah. like, there's all these different things that like keep you from your like highest self. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and like piercings and tattoos and like I think the homosexual lifestyle. Uh, there's like a lot of things that are like bogging your soul down. I see. And so it's not that it's like wrong. Because we wouldn't tell people how to live. Uh, right. But it, it's like this weird passive aggressive, like well, holier than thou <laughs> yeah. kind right, of right, right. bullshit that <laughs> well, like right. Christianity. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And and my and there's like you know, there's weird things said about women um, and like but like all very like just above water, you mm-hmm. know? It's like yeah. just okay enough that you can't be like, wait a second, what? Um but I my I, I grew up with my parents having already left. So okay. I was only in it in that my grandmother and my aunt were in it and so to visit them in the netherlands we had to go to the ashram i would like go into maharishi's like castle that he lived in and like <laughs> there's also a weird racial thing oh, they, they don't believe in intercultural relationships oh boy and that's obviously a way to cloak interracial relationships yes. but they they practice what they preach so that when my parents got married everyone was judgmental about it because what? my dad's american and my mom is dutch <laughs> so and even we were two like, white people yeah 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 because Whoa. because what they what they they are claiming the problem is intercultural so they they do okay i'm with that if it's yeah, yeah, that yeah. strict yeah 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 so, if it, if so it was everyone, like a black person okay. and white everyone person. was asking my mom okay. like how the baby was when they got married and she's like what are you talking it's about because like, uh, they like it's assumed okay. it's a baby it's 100 well, no, no, no. Like, percent no 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 they like they, they didn't have a baby 
baby. Oh. Like the point is mm, when they, they got just, married, yeah. they got married because they wanted to get oh, married and everyone was like, oh, very... we, we assume the only reason you would ever do this is because you got pregnant. Wow. Yeah. And then she was like, nah, I just married the man that I wanted to marry. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. they did have a kid like three years uh-huh. later, but like they just like got married. Yeah. <laughs> and I everyone do... like was like shocked I that they would that do that. I that it was that racist. No, but so yeah, there's, like, there's like a two lot white people. Yeah. We are very deeply You're not the same white? So. <laughs> well, my first crush in elementary school uh, was this half African kid. And so he was like biracial, but also not biracial in like that. His like Amer- like African-American father and his like white mom had a baby. It was like his white mom and an African man had a baby. Uh-huh. So I remember telling my aunt about the boy I had a crush on at school and I told her his name and it's a very like african name and she was like oh like where is he from and i was like well he's from america and she was like well is there anyone in his family that's like not from america and like there was like this weird thing where she was like basically insinuating that like it wasn't that he was black that she had a problem (laughs) like that he was from africa and like we shouldn't mix cultures but if if he were just like from america and black it would be fine (laughs) but this this cult was made from another culture so here's so but they believe in c- cultures coexisting uh-huh. but not like intermarry it's like but wow. they they never say like i'm saying it if anybody no, they in would TM, never yeah they would never they would be like that's not what we believe but it's right. like but because of all the weird like microaggressions yep. right, within right. the cult right. or within the movement excuse me Sorry, yeah, yeah. um there's just like you're like you, you piece together <laughs> that's like christianity you, now in new york like woke christians would be like i would never say being gay is wrong right, it's, right, just, right. it's just not up to me yeah, to right. say well, they're like, right. like i'll, I'll let god say. judge yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like right. but so you still think there's a so judgment why, that will yeah. be passed why yeah. can't you just say <laughs> no, you're not down with yeah, it could, yeah 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 could you just say into a microphone that being gay is okay well uh, it's not for me to say yeah it's like but uh, but i will say that like my family specifically like i think everybody and uh, probably more people than just my family i think they didn't even realize that, that those were things that they mm-hmm. believed in because it is so subtle so yeah. me putting it on blast like this, I think would probably hurt their feelings a okay, lot because okay. I don't think they even think they, they feel for that sure. way. Right. But like, but my mom for sure, like felt it the second she like married an American man. Gotcha. Yeah. It was just like, and, and, and there are a lot of Indian people that live on the Dutch ashram mm-hmm. um, because like Maharishi would just like, there's just like a lot of, he had a lot of Indian followers. They wanted to live where he lived and like. Um, and culturally it's like a big part of like gurus having like, they're like hordes of people right. come with right. them wherever oh. they go. And so there's like, anytime we were visiting, there's like all these like Indian people fully not interested in assimilating in any way. And mm-hmm. God bless them. Who cares? But in a, in a way that felt like we are here for Maharishi in the way that you guys are here for Maharishi. Mm. And let's leave it at that. Like okay. there wasn't a mm. lot of like, like mingling right and like it's like this like community the gated community that has like their own little like like food hall like they make food every day for anybody who lives there they can you can make food at your house that you own that's within this community or you can like come join us and it's like it's like this very subtle but your mom learn like indian so this is all to say my mom is an amazing indian cook she's like incredible at cooking indian food and it's because it's her favorite food and she's a good cook and so i think most people who are good at cooking are pretty good at um like uh, like picking up yeah uh different cultures cuisines if they are interested in Mm -hmm. doing so but she also like culturally grew up with Indian food. Right, right. Also, my middle name is Sanskrit, 
and like we grew up with like hindu little like figurines like all around our house and i have like so i have a very complicated relationship with like the idea of like white women culturally appropriating Mm -hmm. indian culture because it is to a degree it is my culture right right because i grew up in it and i I never was like oh you know what i think i'm gonna do like get really into like it was just like i just grew up in it and, and you grew up on the food. And like I that's, grew up on the food, me, on like pretty authentic food. Right. Like Indian people have eaten my mom's Indian uh-huh. food and they're like, this is good. And <laughs> yeah. that to me is like the core of like being my, something. My brain I know. It's a very. Yeah, it's, a lot <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's really weird. My brother's really good at cooking Indian food wow. now too. I've never really tried. I, I, I But, you know, in the way that like every like family has maybe like six regular dishes mm-hmm. so just enough that like, that like every week you have like at least once a week yeah one of thing. each yeah and so it was like for us it was like indian food was at least once a week um and then like a very like we never my mom never really dabbled in like authentic mexican cuisine so very tex-mex tacos okay. we would eat tacos and then um uh like baked ziti type of dishes mm-hmm. she's really good at italian food um, and then her Dutch, the Dutch food that she would make, um, are very like potatoey, like starchy based food. So Dutch people eat a lot of like, there's a mashed potato dish that like every one of my American friends would just like, like convulse looking at. They're like, I do not want that. But basically Dutch people in their mashed potatoes, they'll mash other vegetables in with yeah. it. Yeah. So my, my dad's parents ended up uh in Pella, Iowa, which is a huge Dutch community. Yes, yeah. So my grandmother, who is from Southeast Asia, makes Dutch food. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. it's yeah, so it's like this weird assimilation so a lot, a and lot mix of potatoes of potato. and, and and like uh, And the baked goods are very the pastries. Oh Dutch pastries my god, Vly is are the so best. Good. Yeah, Vly. What um, is Vly? Dutch it's like, letters. It's like a it's like pie basically. It sounds similar, so that's a good easy way to remember <laughs> it. But it's like this incredible it's just just reduce it to a pie is it's very reductive. Like it's just there are so many different types that uh it there are different manifestations the same as with pie or cake or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like um but it's basically a pastry that's in a like circular pie form that's like filled with some type of like usually like a almost a jam like substance. It's almost like, like custardy. Yeah, right? th- there's yeah. some there's there's like the custard one that's mm-hmm. that's really good too, where it's like almost like a like a rice pudding, but like um, a little bit like it's got the same kind of like texture as mm-hmm. rice pudding, but like long inside. Kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, but then there's also ones that are more fruit based. And there's like my favorite is always the like more tart flies mm-hmm. that have like like there's cherry fly and there's like apricot fly. And it's it's like so hard to describe. But when you see it, you're like, oh, I guess I've seen that. Because they like there's like American imitations of it, but none of them compare to the real stuff. Yeah, and it's not. Oh, like, it's so good. Uh, overly sweet is what I liked about. Oh yeah, Dutch. that's why. That is why yeah. I like it. I'm not uh-huh. a huge sweets person. It's like just enough. Yeah, and it's a little salty. It's like there's a like perfect a, yeah, combination. I have to try it. Yeah, and it's very it's good. Very good mouth feel too. Mm-hmm. It's and the Dutch very accepting of Asian immigrants. <laughs> they oh, were interesting. They they're so in the. Uh, late 70s when all the Hmong people came to that part of Iowa um, it was like an all Dutch community and then bam 1978 or whatever just like 10 Hmong families in the community and they were like super nice to them and yeah so my uncle who tracks yeah my uncle who's like 40 (laughs) now grew up in Iowa he's basically like a (laughs) Hmong slash Dutch immigrant boy wow yeah you know and they were and then 
every year we'd go back for tulip time, which yeah. is like a Dutch thing. Oh, uh, the tulips. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm obsessed with yeah. all the little Dutch like wooden toy. Like, so I grew up weirdly with Dutch influence in my life. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Never would have known. It's super America, baby. I yeah. did not grow up with any Dutch influence. <laughs> I, I grew up with like, we went to, we went to Holland every year, sometimes okay. twice a year, um, because my grandparents that were still there and like my my parents felt really guilty about like, because kids grow up really fast. So to just like have uh, an entire set of grandparents just only seeing a kid like skipping stages mm-hmm. of their right, lives, basically. Right. So it was mostly for the benefit of like keeping the family in touch. But I just got the really cool experience of like having a huge, ma- like not majority, but a huge chunk of my childhood just in this other culture that is like where my mom is from. So it shed some light on things that I always thought was like weird about her. And yeah. Anyway, yeah, Super but my mom is a really good cook is the point. Can we talk about, so you said you, you became vegan when you moved to Burlington. Yeah. And I've seen you post about eating vegan at Taco Bell. Mm-hmm. How is that, po- like, what do you do, what are what are ways, I was vegan. Even I know how to do I that. I was vegan for eight months, and I really, try, I really think it's unethical to eat meat, but fuck, man, I'm from, oh, I, well, I, I have Southeast I, Asian genes, and I just love pork, I'm sorry. Due to the- I cannot stop, I try, I fucking tried so hard, man. Get it. Due I to tried. the Indian cult that I grew up in, <laughs> and India being a very vegetarian culture uh-huh. in general, um, my family was vegetarian. Okay. Um, I ate meat as a kid in, like, very specific contexts, like okay. I would eat. I was vegetarian on and off, like strictly vegetarian, but I was always pretty much vegetarian. Okay. Even when I wasn't anymore, it was like, okay, I eat like bacon when we go out to eat for breakfast mm-hmm. or what or something. Sure. Like, or sometimes my mom would cook bacon because my dad also stopped being vegetarian. Sure. Um, and so she would make it for us. Um, and then my friends, like I knew that I liked the dark meat on chicken, but mm-hmm. only because of like the like the friends' houses where they would be eating chicken breast and there'd be all this like extra yeah, dark it's like, meat. Wait, yeah, it's so like, good. Like, well, I'll yeah. I'm this. like, I'll eat that. But <laughs> but for the most part, my like whole life I've been vegetarian mm-hmm. with like little sa- yeah. like like sampling through tra- Trader Joe's. Yeah. <laughs> um, some bacon. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um and then I ate meat a little bit more regularly when I became an adult and mm-hmm. like it was like more up to me what I was eating. Like basically at like sixteen I started like like ordering burger king and okay. like just like eating meat just more casually and it pretty much immediately registered that it did not make me feel good okay like not even ethically but it just like didn't feel good in my body and right. i was like i don't know if like i just because i've always been vegetarian mm-hmm. my body isn't like equipped for it sure. or if we just it's just like a very heavy burger thing king? that we should not it's not also yeah. that's like the worst thing no ever. i'm not talking about burger king specifically that was my example of at no, 16 we can shit on burger king yeah, here it's, it's fine it's um, a safe place. no 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 totally what i mean is i would be eating like good meat oh also, okay and still and be yeah, like yeah. this doesn't this isn't great. And so I also didn't think it tasted that good. I was like, I'm yeah. eating this because it's like what's available. And anyway, so all of that is to say when I was in Burlington, there's just so many vegans and I worked at the co-op where there's ah. so many vegan food at the co-op. And like, I just, it occurred to me that I could just very easily just try being vegan because okay. there's like all, like I live in the perfect place to try it because mm-hmm. so many people were, I had so many people who could help me. So that yeah. is a big part of it. It's like yeah, the, community the community around you. Yeah. But I, like, but 
in my head when I became vegan, I was like, yeah, and it seems like everybody here is vegan. So mm-hmm. like it'll be really easy. And then the second I became vegan, I was like I could immediately identified everyone who was not vegan. Right. Mm-hmm. And like I was a burden to those people. <gasps> yeah. I was like, oh, wait, it's actually like still the vast majority of people. There's are not. eggs and everything. There's yeah. eggs and everything. Honey, yeah. Milk. Yeah. The honey is like the one thing that I don't really care. Yeah, I, eat, I would eat honey when yeah. I was vegan. Yeah, also. but I'm, I'll like I'm not going to seek it out. Like I don't buy a jar of honey. But if it's in something, I'm not like right. I can't have it. But right. um. But yeah, so anyway, I had enough friends that I had like examples to follow. Mm -hmm. And then I worked at a place that had like every vegan alternative for Uh, everything because co-ops are, you know, they have all the hippie options. Is that where you still shop in New York for food or? There aren't really that many co-ops that are easy for me to get to in New York. I mostly shop at like just, I mean, veganism has like, just in the short time that I've been vegan, it has like taken the world by storm Mm -hmm. in a way that I'm like, I can't even imagine. I don't even... I can't imagine being vegan when I first became vegan oh, gotcha. again because, because it's so it, because much it was accessible. so much harder mm-hmm. then, and that was only like four years ago. Right. Yeah. And now I, uh, it's just it's everywhere. Even like the key food will have like okay. the Impossible Burger, right? Like right, right. you know, it's just That's like true. it's so. And there's also people don't realize that a lot of what we eat is already vegan. Right. That's true. There's Vegetables. Just like vegetables most bread like the vast majority of like bread bagels like Mm -hmm. all the things that people like the majority of what's filling your grocery cart is vegan right but you just are also getting a jug Uh, of milk a thing of eggs and some like hamburger meat but like i just don't get those things but like i'm still getting all the same things so it's like pretty easy to shop honestly you're Um, just like everybody else but i feel like i'm I'm not like other girls but i'm just (laughs) like everyone else i feel like it's so hard for me being a comedian and we, I, I think we can all relate to this. It's like you get out of a show late and it's like, fuck, what am I going to eat? Halal pizza. Yeah, but yeah. The, so halal has falafel. Okay. You just get it without the tzatziki. I was, that's the thing. I was eating so much falafel that yeah, I got but, sick of it. I yeah. Was like, fuck. Sure. But I just, so it's just, you, there are things that you just get used to. Okay. Like, you know that you're going to get sick of something. So you just like limit, you just know to rotate the rotate options. it out, okay? Because there's there the thing that I'm really sick of is that the black bean burger is like the only thing you can order yeah. on like so many. So I'm like I'm never eating a black bean burger again in my life. <laughs> is like my rule. It's like on every it's on, diner and, menu, and, that, and they're like, yeah. yeah, we have vegetarian yeah, options, uh-huh. and they like advertise themselves as having yeah. vegetarian and it's options. The black, and it's the black, black bean, bean yeah. burger, and, and it's like, always not good, and it's yeah. always <laughs> trash. Uh-huh. It's like freezer burned. It's Rare, just like, yes, very dry. Yes. It's an afterthought. Yeah, yeah. They're like, well, we checked that box. Grain, it's on a nine grain roll though it's yeah. like, that's also dry yeah yeah no like my mouth is <laughs> i'm unhappy <laughs> i'm choking yeah. um but so i just as depending on where i live even also when i'm visiting somewhere mm-hmm. it's like you know i don't know if i mentioned i was in la recently <laughs> yeah. um but well, yeah, LA, I, I feel like it's pretty easy right i think it's just as easy in new york okay and and here's why um there's these it. two like pretty like super liberal cities that have a lot of vegans in them mm-hmm. and they know that and they know it's profitable to cater to those vegans. True. So like I I truly feel I want for nothing in New York and if I were to like move to like Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, I would probably find it much more right. challenging to be vegan. Although I have eaten a lot of very delicious vegan things in Pittsburgh to Philadelphia honest, you wouldn't think but had amazing vegan yeah food. no the, and yeah. I mean, that's if the you're thing. in a city and that's the thing it's everywhere it. now yeah. it really yeah. is like everywhere has pretty good vegan options okay. now in a way that even four years ago they didn't it's like completely different i, re- I really want to try it because i watched um what the health 
yeah and got completely brainwashed by you know and like you know pigs and cows are so smart but that's yeah, that cute. is you the know? problem for me just... like i just because i didn't grow up really eating meat uh-huh. I, there's no part of me that's like oh i miss meat right like, I, I grew up eating cheese and yeah. stuff and so that is that it's, was hard for a while now it's like it's, it's very all col- kind of a non-issue cultural do yeah because yeah. my family like literally fled war yeah so food is like this very like it's propped up as like this very special thing. Yeah. Right? yeah. And uh, when in, in Hmong culture, anything important that happens in your life, like weddings, funerals, birthdays, they literally butcher an entire cow. Yeah. Like, they go to a farm, kill a cow, and the old Asian ladies chop it up from an entire carcass yeah. down to like um, the, the bones and use every part of it to make stews and, right. um, you know, steaks and everything. So it's very like hard to be like, fuck. When I'm home, I have. I feel like I have to. If my grandmother's yeah. feeding me this stuff. Right, right. You can't. You know? Yeah. No. no I mean, really well, so that. So that's my. It. So my policy with this mm-hmm. stuff, and I'm. I try not to advertise this too much because then I think pe- people will take advantage of sure. it and be willfully ignorant uh-huh. about my preference. Mm-hmm. But if somebody made something for the family, mm-hmm. and um, either they didn't know. Or I've made it clear to them that it's okay, yeah. or that they, they unintentionally, like they thought they made it vegan, but it ah, actually has butter in it, or whatever. Right, right, right. I will eat a thing that somebody like made for right, us. Okay, right. Okay. Okay. Um, I'll also eat if at a restaurant if they've made the order wrong, and if it has meat in it, I probably won't eat it. But um, if it's cheese or something. So like- I'm Whatever. like, what am I going to send this back? Then you're going to throw it away. And that cheese, you know, it's like, right. Right. it's already made. It's already made. Yeah. And I know that I ordered it right. Like I did. <laughs> right. I, you I, did your right. part. I did, I did my, my part. part. Yeah. Um, so I have like little loopholes. And then I also, I have cheat days. Not oh, okay. like, not like regularly. Like, okay. but like a couple times a year, I'll go get sushi. I fucking uh, love sushi. Okay. Um, so like maybe twice a year, I'll have like, gotcha. like. Not okay, an avocado so it, it's roll. It's not like, like this sushi. very um, it's fluid. firm thing. Yeah, for me, it's, it's like it's, polyamory. It's, it's truly, open it's and truly, um, it's about the like. For me, it's about uh, just not supporting industries that mm-hmm. I don't agree with. The consciousness of and, it, and and yes, it is about the the consciousness of it. Yeah. So, like, I really, really deeply disagree with the way that farming works mm-hmm. right now. It's not that I disagree inherently with animal products, right? Like, I think that there is a place for them. Sure. But the way that we consume them right now it's is, fucked. like, literally ruining the planet. Right. But then also just on, like, a, like, like, a animal's rights perspective. Like, they're just shoving them into these, like, yeah. tiny cages. Like, it's just, like, so, like, I think there's nothing wrong with, like, if a culture has, like, farming communities and then also slaughters mm-hmm. those cows at a wedding or whatever right. like yeah. that all makes sense to me right but there we are so far removed from yes, slaughtering totally. a cow at our wedding yeah. what we're doing is letting somebody else slaughter mm-hmm. these cows that are literally on a conveyor we're belt so removed from that and yeah. then we're like grinding it up no matter what's in it mm-hmm. and then we're just like like squirting it onto a patty like yeah. i'm just like you know what i'm all set actually yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, if I'm traveling, also, like, I might, I'll, uh, I'll try something. I have yeah. a dog, you know? And yeah, it's me like, too. It's like, yeah, this, something... like this animal is the same as like a pig. Yeah. A yeah. pig's actually smarter than a dog. Yeah, and, no. Like, why cows, do I... Have you seen cows and dogs play Yeah, together? they're like the same. They're the, like, they're, oh God, it's cows, so cute. Cows uh, do the same hop that yes, dogs do. Yes, and they do the same like crouching down <laughs> yeah, on their yeah, front yeah, yeah. legs. Oh they my God, They get the it's same so like cute. excitement feels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so fucked. Yeah. I also just on a... 
um like i used to really miss milk products mm-hmm. like cheese that's, and that's yogurt really and ice too, cream and right? all that but um since eating them like i occasionally act either accidentally or because you know whatever i'm mm-hmm. having a day where i'm like i'll eat cheese today or whatever um since eating them since i stopped i'm like oh this actually tastes like bad oh mm. so you can like like just because wean yourself like, off. Yeah, yeah, because there's like a literal addiction property. Yeah, yeah. And now that I no longer am addicted to it, I'm like, like cheese tastes like mold because ah, it is. Okay, mm. okay. Like okay. it is mold. Right. But yeah. it's like delicious mold mm-hmm. when you put it on everything. You're like, I just can't get enough of this. No, mold. but like cheese yeah. literally has but that addictive thing that yeah, makes yeah, your yeah. mind go, I no, need this, and, and it makes you so think good. it tastes better than it yeah. actually does. So whenever yeah. someone's like, Oh, I just couldn't give up cheese, I'm like, I hear you, and I'm not a vegan that's in the business of like converting people but part of me is just like literally just like don't eat cheese for one year and And then and try to eat cheese again but not in a way where you just like immediately hop back on and just eat cheese every day but eat cheese like one day a week for like a couple weeks and you're gonna be like this doesn't my mom has a story when she first came to america there's like no dairy in southeast asia yeah yes and she went to school and they gave her grilled cheese, and she literally puked it up. Yeah, oh my God. because no, she like, had never had dairy in her and whole it's life. Like gross. Yeah, and she was like, "It was the most disgusting taste." That is also of why I life. love going out to eat at Asian restaurants. It's really easy to yeah. do because yeah. I just yeah. don't yeah. get yeah. meat. Uh huh. But then there's no nothing else where I is there this and right. I guess right. there's eggs too. But you know, like but very you can be yeah. you can be pre- you can you yeah. know what's in it, mm-hmm. right? But with like pretty much every other culture, there's like just sneaky milk and everything. Right, yeah. right. It's yeah. like, why is there so much milk there's in this? Needs to be milk. I love Taco Bell. Oh yeah. How so, do you do vegan at Taco Bell? So I personally, you can order things um, like subbing beans for whatever meat it is. Okay. So you can always be like, so this is my order, mm-hmm. and then you can kind of apply this to almost anything else. Great. But I just always order this. I always get Crunchwrap Supreme. Sub beans instead of beef. Okay. No cheese, no sour cream. Add potato. Ah. And it like adds like a heartiness yeah. to it. And then some people add guac, but the, okay. the, the guac. And their potatoes are seasoned. Their pota- that's right. the thing. The, the guac comes out of a gun yeah. and is like pretty gross. And I also am pretty sure it has dairy in it. Like yeah, I just got. Oh, they does. might have like sour cream. Yeah, I, I get the vibe mm-hmm. that there's dairy in it. Um, But then I just slather it in like hot sauce if it okay. feels too dry because there's no sour cream in it. Yeah, it's, yeah, like, yeah. It's very fixable. Gotcha. Um, and then I get the seven layer burrito, no cheese, no sour cream, add potato. Okay. There because you go. it already doesn't have meat in it. But yeah. Are you vegan now? <laughs> I'm going to try. I really have struggled with this. I wanted to do it. Just I- do it for like half the time. Okay. Yeah. That's what I'll do. Yeah. Don't, it, also, I do don't have like pressure on I yourself. Do have like that's a thing. Meatless what, days where yeah. I just don't eat meat. Yeah. Well, that's like what, what AOC has been saying about like just the ways to. Uh, lesser your like f- carbon footprint mm-hmm. she, that was one of her like big things that she's been saying is like just be choose the three days a week that you're yeah. vegan ah, so that's like on sundays mondays tuesdays and vegan or whatever and like gotcha. and that that does if everybody did that then we like we would see such a difference awesome in the demand for things because it's it's not about how much we're consuming it's about how that consumption has created a demand mm-hmm. so that is right. why the industry is yes. as like like huge as it is right but if it's like if the consum- if the consumption cuts down, the demand cuts down, 
And they're going to have to. I just think it's like they would have to shift their we, business models if, too. If, right. If we incentivize vegan. Yeah. If more um, dairy farmers did what like Stonyfield did, which mm-hmm. is they just they're like, great, we're buying a bunch of soy. Yes. Uh, crops. We're buying a bunch of almond crops. Mm-hmm. Like we yeah. are just we are the milk company. Yeah. So if you don't want the milk that we're making, we'll make here's, new milk. Here's yeah. some. Yeah. We'll keep making this milk, but in smaller amounts. And here's some new milk that you guys seem mm-hmm. to like better. And it's just so interesting that all the dairy farmers like that are not like small mom and pop dairy farmers but like big corporations that think like well we have to just keep convincing people that they need dairy or else it's like you You could just yeah take all the money that you have and invest it it. yeah Yeah. it's just like so i mean obviously i don't run a large conglomerate (laughs) so i can't tell them how to do it but it seems to me pretty (laughs) obvious it's like go where the demand is right Anyway. Well, hopefully we can break this. Th- thank you so much. Plug your shows, plug your, yeah. appear- this will like come out like in a month. Yeah. yeah. So like yeah. anything at, you have at the end of Gemini. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> anything um, you have that's during. just like uh, evergreen. You can plug. Yeah. Yeah. So I have a show uh, called thirst trap comedy. You can follow it at thirst trap comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, we're like, we bounce around between venues. So I don't know what, like where the next one is going to be when people are listening to this. But if you go to the Instagram, it'll tell you at thirst trap comedy. And then at Anya volts, Anya volts.com. I got all my information all my, my little videos and then also <laughs> um ariel was in a short that i oh, yeah. oh i was yeah. that i wrote and oh, produced so and um we're still in post-production but it'll be coming out at some point this year or early next so just year they posted on your social media yeah it's yeah. called sex neutral you can see the teaser on my website i'll send oh. it i'll send it to you oh great yeah i'm excited um yeah and so that is something that i'm also excited about anyway dope check that out that's excellent you ariel, do have to all check it what's out what's up What's up with me? You can just find me on the internet internet at Ariel underscore comedy on Instagram and Twitter or ArielComedy.com. Same. At Brian Yang. Check it out. Guys, this has been What's Eating You. Our guest was the great Anya Boltz. Oh we goodness. did it. We did this it. This is What's Eating You presented in partnership with Listening Party. Uh, recorded here at Canal Street Radio. Follow the crew on Instagram at Listening Party Presents and at Canal Street Market. Goodbye. Bye.